0: we're going to go you're the rock and reverend i guess i could be the viking vicar is that uh that That is
1: perfect the rock and reckon oh we got it like he has to be the third mike he's the third pastor man it just Um, happens Uh, and he's bearded uh, so yeah
0: the, the, the viking vicar from uh the wasteland of the midwest uh
1: party on sal rock on rock on sir well
2: welcome back podcasters to another episode of the party on Johncast. Uh, a podcast of theology music whatever we're drinking and just really awesome righteous topics
1: amen here.
2: <clears throat> i'm the reverend south marco ordained teaching elder in the presbyterian church usa in the presbytery of the highlands got it right this time we actually just changed the name of our presbytery.
1: Oh, it's not the Newton Presbytery uh, anymore? Uh, it's not presbytery right? anymore. No. Well, Newton mm-hmm. knights around are just insulted by that. <laughs> not really. We can't <laughs> we
2: can't do our fig newton joke anymore at Presbytery meetings.
1: No. But. Oh well.
2: <clears throat> so and I'm in the or, I'm in the validated ministry of hospice chaplaincy.
1: Awesome. Uh, Well, my name is the Rockin' Reverend Todd Laddick, and I am an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church of Greater New Jersey, serving on higher ground, uh, sometimes occasionally from Sal. Right now, we're on even ground, uh, just across the way from each other. And uh, yeah, and we are definitely going to be redistricting right now. uh, uh, I'm in the uh, Skylands district and um and you know as things shift demographics change and all that I think all all the nominations are probably in that process of shifting things around to make it work so so it happens that happens from time to time and actually believe it or not the greater New Jersey annual conference was once the northern New Jersey conference and the southern New Jersey conference so that happens all the time where things consolidate and it's normal. Yeah. So. so, and we have with us a very rocking guest. A very rocking guest. Who this is your third time now? I think so. Yeah. I think third. So. Yeah. Yeah. Third at least. Yeah. We got Reverend Blake back with us. So introduce
0: yourself, Blake. Um, Reverend Blake Severson. Uh, if we're gonna go. You're the rock and Reverend. I guess I could be the Viking vicar. Is that uh? Is that that is know? perfect. Yeah. The
1: rock and reckon. Perfect. Oh, we got it. Like, he has to be the third Mike. He's the third pastor, man. It just happens. Um, And he's bearded. Uh, uh, So
0: yeah, the the Viking vicar from, uh, the wasteland of the Midwest, um, I, I, I do. I do have some love for the Midwest, but not in the summer. It's going to be ninety degrees here. It felt like it was a hundred when I took my daughter to school at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's. it's yeah. I, I just. I got no time for it. But uh, serving in Rock Island, Illinois, ain't nobody uh, got time for that. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that, uh, especially me. Um, but uh, yeah, happy to join you guys again. Um, glad we glad we could make it work.
1: Viking uh, Baker, we, we
0: tried. I, we tried to, we tried to get it rolling before I took off to Alaska and everything fell apart. And now here we are two months later. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Glad to have you back. And, uh, um, Viking Vicker is definitely sticking, just saying. Cool. That's mm-hmm. definitely going to stick. Uh, and the Rockin Reverend and, and Sal, you can claim whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> we've got, we've got the <clears> nickname. <throat> you have to figure that out now because we've got <laughs> the nicknames going uh and uh Eugene. i mean honestly Sal, can't we just call you the angel of death isn't that kind of what you do <laughs> <laughs> that is what i do i kind of
0: goes
1: re-
2: with the viking vicar the... and <laughs> the, right, the rock and reverend
1: the viking vicar and the angel of Death. <laughs> that is totally that is it right there oh my god it's a thing it just happened and we got to figure out what uh what gene taylor's name is or uh, you know our regulars we got to come up with uh, yeah. names for all of them Okay, the Rev Leviathan has already got his name, so he's Mm. cool. Um, So, okay. um, (laughs) I lost where we are, but yeah, Yeah, there we are. Introductions
0: introductions managed. Um, (laughs) Check.
2: (laughs) So, welcome to the Party on Johncast with the Viking Vicar, the Rockin' Rev, and the Angel of Death. Here you go. There we go. That's our new intro. Uh, So, that (laughs) brings us to our... Hebrews. Like,
1: and he does.
2: How do you know that God likes coffee, guys? How? He wrote about it in the book of Hebrews.
1: Written by maybe Paul? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably, probably not. No. But but somebody, somebody who had a proclivity toward Hebrews. Or Hebrews, either way. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in it's all yeah. in the, the, the pronounce it's all in the syllables right it's all in where you yeah. pronounce the emphasis yeah and pronunciate the emphasis okay so um yeah so that brings us to hebrew so who wants to go first and none of us are well that's not true so that leads well, us well. to sal <laughs> did i confuse you sal I heard half of that, so I'm not sure what you said. Oh, I said I said um, <laughs> I said we I said that we uh, we none of us are drinking brew, and I said, oh, actually, that's not true. That leaves us to Sal.
2: Yeah, I am drinking uh, the Swill of Death, uh, Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee uh, with the Swill of Death. <laughs> Go to the angel of death theme. The death swirl. The death swirl. Um, Because I'm sure it's doing wonders for my colon.
1: Um. (laughs) Oh, that's getting a flush. That is getting a
2: flush.
1: Oh, that's so getting a flush. Okay.
2: Iced coffee. It's a little healthier because I put oat milk in it today. But iced coffee, uh, sugar-free vanilla shot, you know. Yeah. The crack of Dunkin' Donuts.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been a while since I drank Dunkin' on our podcast. Just to uh, forewarn you, Sal, that table is very, very squeaky. (laughs) Every time you you touch it, it's... uh, It's painful. (laughs)
0: Yeah, okay. it's all good. It's going to be very hard for to not touch it. So we need you to engage your hovering powers in the angel t- of death. <laughs> if
1: uh, you touch it, definitely. Mr. Angel of Death, go with a gentle touch. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Oh, juvenile minds. They never... <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. This is always a riot on the party on John, class. Party, party on John cast or class. It could be a class sometimes. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you're drinking Duncan's Death Swirl, that Swirl coffee. Uh try it out, guys. It's great. Um I guess that that uh who wants to go next? Do you want to go, Blake? Um,
0: so I'm just drinking a double shot of espresso, my third of the morning, and it's uh 1030 here. Um but it's uh Alaskan Kaladi Brothers coffee. It's our favorite. We bring back uh loads of it whenever we go up. So it's just a little taste of Alaska and reminder of the good times and Mm. the cold temperatures gotcha Uh, yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. we were up there for five and a half weeks and it never got above 75 the entire time it was glorious Ah,
1: that's perfect ain't it
0: and humidity basically just doesn't exist it's it's just so good
1: Mm. i don't know sal as an introvert could you do it could you do that I could do 75 and no humidity and just hang out in a sweatshirt all day. I could do and, but you, you, you like the crowds of people though, right? What crowds of people?
0: <laughs> I would love it there. I know you love, love it. There. I know you love it. Of the, 80% of the state lives in one city. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it's so true. Well, they're not, they're not counting the the bears and, you know
0: yeah right the
1: moose and all the the mosquitoes are a thing my daughter still has welts on her from the mosquitoes oh Uh, i bet they were unbelievable is there a place in the world mosquitoes don't thrive because i have yet to find it yeah colorado and the high mountains colorado you're right you're right i've been to colorado i've been in the high mountains and there are zero mosquitoes there you are absolutely right true story thank thank you thank you they do not like it on glaciers no yeah um, so live on a glacier or or live a mile high and you're good. Yeah. Um, so uh, everywhere else, you're going to get bit. So enjoy. Have fun. You know, yep. scratch away. Circle uh, of life. Circle of life. <laughs> it's just, and, and, and it forms a circle of life right on your skin. It's really cool. Um, so uh, that brings it to me. I am, well, I'm drinking a seltzer. That's boring. So I am drinking what is... Um, uh, Duncan. Duncan created uh, their own crack. It's called pomegranate blue, or blueberry pomegranate uh, refresher. I gave Sal. I bought him a small one just so he could taste it. Uh, Sal, what do you think? It is like crack. <laughs> it's It's like once you have this, you're you're jonesing for it. And you know what you know what Duncan did that is really wrong if you're gonna create something that you're gonna cause people to Jones for. Uh, if you're going to create addicts out there you don't cut the supply when there's a demand <laughs> this stuff is so good and duncan's like yeah we're not going to do this anymore and then they put out this thing called apple cranberry for the fall you know it'd be all cutesy for the fall and i swear to god it tastes like it's straight out of yankee candles autumn collection Awful. do not drink it <laughs> <laughs> unless unless you're into drinking Yankee Candle, then you go for that. But uh, no yeah, thanks. I mean, yeah.
0: I actively avoid stores when those stupid cinnamon pine cones come out
1: because they give me migraines. Migraines, manage. yeah, yeah. You would yeah. not like this drink. Stay cl- If you get migraines from Yankee Candles, like the most like most people who walk by it, do not drink that drink.
0: Yeah.
1: Avoid it. Just just take apple juice. Throw some, you know. So throw some uh, cranberry into it, add some green tea, and you'll have your own refresher in no time, and it'll taste great. Don't don't do the Dunkin' one. Okay, so that's my that's that's what I'm drinking anyway. But it is delicious, and I you know um, it is quite addicting. And and this one Dunkin' by us stocked up, knowing they were getting out of it. A bit. So they're the only Dunkin' on this side of Jersey that has it, and it's beautiful, and it's too minutes away from my house so yep. if you can find one blake and you want to try it and then be addicted to something that you'll never have again afterwards <laughs> this is this is really good sweet mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me you, you're quite excused may god's blessings rain down rain down upon you and uh, you caught death, stay away yeah stay away and you did catch your soul so you should be safe well, it's, it's on my elbow now. Yeah, but. yeah. Yeah, it's weird catching your soul like this. I mean, it's really mm. no, I'm not sure who thought that Good one. Good for
0: public health, bad for keeping your soul, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
1: it keeps the germs out of people's mouths, but it keeps your soul from coming back in. You know, I mean, it's a bad thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so, uh, wow, we digressed. So that brings sure. us to our most oh, excellent, excellent music segment. Excellent. Edition, Blake edition. yeah yeah okay who's going first
2: well I'll let Blake go first since he's our guest
1: sure
0: so um got a got a couple couple few things uh the one that pops to mind though is something that um my my daughter and I are bonding over right now um so I take her to school she we, her school is only a couple of blocks away And the line to get into this place in all directions is usually about 30 cars deep Um, because it's like single, you know, kind of two lane roads ending at the one driveway to get into this school. So it's just completely bonkers. Uh, So I ride my bike with her little carrier cart on the back and I just bypass all of it. Uh, But I got this little Bluetooth speaker and so I like to play music for her while we're and this, there's this, I may have mentioned them at another time around Eurovision time, um, but I'm kind of like big into Eurovision music. I think most of it's hilarious, but some of it's actually good. And the guy that we listen to a lot is a guy named Dadi Frere or Dadi Frere uh, in the Icelandic. Um, he's an Icelandic pop star. He was their selection for Eurovision this last year. And I love it. Because it's like Stranger Things music, you know what I mean by that? It's got that like that like video game quality to it. Absolutely, Um,
1: I love that. Yep, that
0: like hits my '80s kid pleasure buttons big time. And so that's his style of music, and Mm -hmm. it's also tremendous. Um, You know, he's he's a lot of fun. Their music videos are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's this one that he wrote to celebrate his 10 year anniversary life. That is a battle between Daddy Frere and their band and mm-hmm. a giant chicken monster, a la the guy, the old like sea level monster movies. Um, it's awesome. There's another one where he there's just a cutout like a Photoshop cutout of his head on a clumsily moving body that is fighting robots. Um, that's I mean
1: that they made. Hmm yeah yeah um that sounds great man i'll have to definitely uh definitely Um, check that out what's that yeah Yeah. it's just i've been listening to
0: that a lot because we listen to it every day uh, at drop off and pickup um and then the other one kind of a bonus is uh looks like i'm getting unstable again um
1: you're coming through fine on our end
0: okay good um but the uh, the other kind of bonus one would be this band called Skald, S-K-A-L-D, um, and they're um, a Nordic kind of um, traditional Norse music group. Uh, and so one of the things you do in Alaska when you're hiking alone is you play music because you want mm. the bears to know that you're coming. And so um, I decided to listen to that a lot um while i was out hiking and so we were there for five and a half weeks and i put in about 160 miles on my feet um so i listened to them a lot they so uh, mean to
1: tell me you don't want to sneak up on a good old uh, kodiak bear while you're hiking the wilderness in alaska alone uh well so here's here's a fun fact of the podcast okay cool
0: i love fun that. fact to the podcast um for bear safety uh if you run into a kodiak or a grizzly which are essentially the same thing and just It's just the like same. their zip code, yeah. right? Yeah. They're the same thing. It's just the Kodiak to live on Kodiak. Right. Um, but those bears, the Brown bears, you are to play dead. Yep. And one of the reasons is because they're massive, right? You're not going to win in a fight against that bear.
1: The not other reason which
0: on. I learned is that they will not eat. You. They oh. will hurt you. They will not eat you. The same cannot be said for black bears.
1: No black bears will. That's right. Black
0: bears will absolutely eat you while you're still living. And that's why you're supposed to fight because playing dead doesn't work. If they want to eat you, they're gonna eat you. It's funny because Um, so
1: that's right. Because we live in black bear country out here. We live in black bear country. And it's funny, people think black bears are like the cute little cuddly version of the grizzly, and that is not the case
0: at all. I mean like they they will, they will destroy you. I mean, yeah, they, they don't bother are you. They're bigger and stronger, and they can kill you, And they're, but more they're not going on
1: purpose. Yeah, they're more aggressive when yes, they sir. have to be, but, but only when they have to mm-hmm. be. Right. And the same thing and is true. in only insofar as making sure you're no longer a threat. A threat, right. And the black bear uh, typically is less aggressive overall, but if they are hungry and they're looking for food and they see you as that possible source, you're done. <laughs> There's no outrunning them. So, so
0: fight. Yeah, yeah, fight, fight, fight. fight. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I did. I did not. And honestly, the other part too is moose. Um, Moose hurt more people than bears in Alaska. Yeah, um, moose are nasty. Moose are gigantic jerks.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah. gigantic jerks. Anyway, (laughs) so it was kind
0: of this cool experience of like hiking and being out in the you know out in the wilderness alone and listening to this like old you know Viking Norse music. It was pretty cool. Hence the Viking biking bicker Uh, it's my be my walk-up song if i was a professional athlete is some crazy like nordic chant
1: yeah yeah sal i think you need at this point oh there is an echo cool uh so uh uh sal i think at this point you need the end you need to end this episode with um uh instead of don't be a jerk or don't be a gigantic jerk don't be a moose don't be moose which a is best. a gigantic jerk. Yes, yeah. You
0: yes. Can do that. Yeah. Beautiful. I think that
1: animal. might be their Latin, Latin name. Jerk. Jer- <laughs> jerk. is giganticus. That's the word. Jerk is giganticus, and they're beautiful. But then again, a lot of beautiful people tend to be jerks. So I I shouldn't say that. That that may be a blanket statement, but still, <laughs> it fits. It does fit. Okay. So um. <clears throat> okay. So what did I just suggest there? That we all should be ugly. Good. Okay, that's great. Okay, so what are you going to do, Sal?
2: So I'll I'll share my music. Uh, for, uh, I've been listening a lot, lately, to it's a band called they're formerly called a tribe called Red. Uh, they go by the Haluchi Nation now. Uh, they're a band out of Cal- Canada. Uh, they're both uh, First Nations uh, Indigenous uh, people. Uh, one is Mohawk and one is Cayuga. First Nation, and uh, so it's a mix of uh, dubstep and hip hop and Indigenous. Uh, they 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 coined the phrase themselves. They coined the phrase powwow step, a play on dubstep and powwow music, because uh, it incorporates a lot of electronic music with First Nations uh, chanting and drumming. Um, so we listen to that a lot late a lot lately. Um, if you if you Google Uh, Nation. Um, they have a a song called Electric Pow Drum. It says drum and and
1: electronica. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So I have once again gotten back into listening to Birds of Prey, uh, which is the well, the soundtrack to Birds of Prey, which is the soundtrack to the film, uh, with uh, Margot Robbie and, uh, a whole host of different people um who, including rosie perez for that matter <laughs> it was good to see rosie perez back on the screen um and she plays a badass uh, uh cop um anyway uh so that album is just so good and it's not music i would traditionally listen to it's a lot of well it's not i shouldn't say that um i listen to anything that's rhythmic and one thing i've noticed uh metal fans might not want to agree with this but metal and dance are not all that different um just different instruments and different ways of uh distorting them to make different sounds but they it's a rhythmic they're both rhythmic um you know styles of music so this is a very dancey kind of Album, but it also has angst and metal thrown in there. And it's just brilliant. It's just the music is brilliant. My first uh brush up with Megan the Stallion was off of this album. So I thought she was totally kosher till I started listening to some of her other music. And I said, Whoa, <laughs> yeah. whoa, go Megan. Okay, I'm not listening to that anymore. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, and I don't judge anybody who does, but it's just not for me. Um <clears throat> but uh anyway it's a great album so the the song that i am picking off this album is from halsey who is a jersey girl uh, li- little fun fact uh in fact let's see where she was from she's not i think she was from too far away from here um let's see halsey is originally from edison new jersey maybe an hour away from where i live so not too far away Um, All of that to say, uh, I'm doing a song by her off of that soundtrack called Experiment on Me, and no doubt this is probably a breakup song which fits with the theme of the film, Uh, but uh, I'll read the lyrics, there are some, uh, you know, words in here, not too terrible but I'm gonna not censor them anyway. it says here, bet you think you get the picture. Bitch, you don't know how good I treat you. Shake it off, this pride and glory. You dig up so many stories. Oh, you're so under the thumb, four fingers and form a knuckle sandwich, try my blood. It's it's just a starter, no one tastes like me. Yeah, I'm pretty like a car crash, ugly, like a, ugly as a lullaby. Uh, you really wanna try it? Experiment on me, experiment on me, experiment on me. Um, And then you know, like the lyrics continue to go on. I won't repeat the chorus because it's the same. But you know, girl, I've been way too much to handle. Bitch, I've never been a good example. Seen, not heard, uh, is what they told me. I look too good to be this lonely. Oh, grab this loaded gun. So hopeless, but I'm still romantic. Bloodstained, and I'm gonna blow a kiss. And I bet it tastes like me. And then, um, and then she says uh you lock up your sons make way for the or lock up your sons make way for the daughters you be the lamb and we'll be the slaughter you've burned the witches now you're defenseless who needs a y with this many x's referring to the chromosome so it's like a girl power kind of song definitely a post breakup kind of song um but i like it because you could take it out of that context And think about any time people have tried to take you down, you know, anytime people have underestimated you, uh, taken you for granted, uh, stomped all over you, exploited you. And think about the way, at least for me, listening to the song, the way you've overcome those things. And of course, if in the Christian context, it's through the power of Jesus Christ and the grace of God, that's gotten me through the things in my life, um, which is obviously not present in that song, but you can certainly, read that into it if you wanted to and it certainly fits me you know like i look back at those things that could have brought me down and they didn't and it's like yeah experiment on me god's got my back you know whatever you know here i am oh you're another one who doesn't like me join the list <laughs> you know like um and that's kind of the the feel of the song and uh i i appreciate it even though i'm taking it in a different direction than it was intended i'm sure so i like it And it's it's a rocking song and she's like, Halsey can scream like she's got a good screaming voice. I'm impressed with her screaming voice. Yeah. Uh, It's more like I think on the Kurt Cobain side of screaming and not like a death, you know, not an angel of death growl, but it definitely is a legit scream. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so uh, that brings up from you another song from Difer that I think would be good, uh, especially considering where I think our conversation may be going sooner or later. Eventually. (laughs) Um, So he's got this uh, this song called Somebody Else Now. Um, I'd like to do the things I like to do. I'd like to say the things I like to say, but I need to hear. All there is I need to hear, not only what I want. Um, And the chorus is I never thought I needed to change, but it makes me proud to say that I'm somebody else. Now, somebody's not here to say he'll be going away soon and that's okay. Um, there's nothing wrong with changing your mind. I promise you will be fine. Hmm. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. And, great.
0: You know, and, and I think that, you know, I, that song comes up a lot. Uh, and I, Oh, uh,
1: how, I think you think I think you again, froze a little there. If you could just repeat that last yeah. last sentence, yeah.
0: Yeah, sorry. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm literally sitting on the router right now. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. It's MediaCom. Blame MediaCom. MediaCom. Yeah. Suck it. And um, we and we
1: blame Optimum, so no worries.
0: Fair enough. Um, but you know, it just the song makes me think about how viciously our culture pushed
1: against changing our in. Uh, I guess that sentence is not meant to be said. <laughs> All right. What I'm going
0: to do then? What I'm going to do? I'm going to try. I'm going to stop my video. Um, okay. You know, I'm clean things up.
1: Yeah. And um. And if you text it to us, uh, we could we could repeat it if it's something you want said while you're doing that. Um. So anyway that's our most excellent music segment and while uh uh while we always enjoy the music that we uh suggest we would always be open to others suggesting and by by all means if you would like to come on to the party on john cast uh obviously first dibs go to our patreon members but uh but anybody can suggest uh, music, and uh, that could even inc- that could even end up with an invite on the show. So you never know. Um, uh, Blake just said uh, what he was trying to say is just thinking about the song, saying it's okay to change our mind, uh, but how countercultural that is in our country right now, and indeed it is. And that's I think we kind of got the gist of him saying that, uh, but it was hard uh, with him freezing. Yep are you still there blake
0: i am uh i'm hoping that the video off will clean things up
1: okay cool um so um yeah and that's a beautiful picture is that alaska there
0: that is actually Banff national park uh that's bow lake uh took that in 2017 when i was driving to alaska
1: okay gotcha wow um and now sal disappeared this is fun this is like (laughs) it's like hide and go seek i can i'm gonna do it now i'm just gonna be like i'm just gonna go hey goodbye (laughs) we can all we can all just (laughs) um anyway uh so that brings us to our topic and we're gonna call this and then we'll just call it the the episode this too what if this is our what-if, and this this, uh, this uh, topic subject actually was suggested to us by uh, the wonderful Reverend Blake Severson. Uh, so Viking Blake, Vicar,
0: please.
1: Oh, excuse Viking. me. Excuse me. Excuse me. The Viking Victor <laughs> Blake Severson. That's right. The Viking Vicar. Um, so if, if the Viking Vicar could explain to us this idea, and we will go with it.
0: Yeah. Um, so it came from a couple of different things. Um First is the new Marvel show, uh, the new Marvel animated, that mm-hmm. just lo- um, kind of out of, it It seems like it was a bit of a surprise, uh, jumped onto the streaming services last week, um, called What One- mm-hmm. introduction To the Multiverse, mm-hmm. um, saying, what if this pivotal moment in, in Marvel comic history happened a different way? Um, first example being that um, in Captain America, there's this moment where a uh, uh, um, Hydra operative tries to stop um, Steve Rogers becoming Captain America. Mm. Um, but what worked and instead, Agent Carter jumps in the super soldier cage and becomes the super soldier. So that's Ooh. the first episode. Ooh. Um, Ooh. And it's awesome. That uh, sounds and it's really good. And then the next one, which I haven't watched yet, is "What if T'Challa became Star Lord oh. instead of um, instead of Chris Pratt?" Because <laughs> I can't think of the main character's name.
1: Wow! Uh, yeah, right? yeah.
0: Wow. And so they're going to be doing this whole series about this, um, because if you've watched Loki, you know there are moments where things divert, and then you have this whole other universe that is created. Mm-hmm. From little things that change, I
1: actually have not watched Loki yet, so you gotta shame, do it. It's shame tremendous. on me, my my, is my my daughter watched it, so I'm not sure why I haven't. Um, but I will, yeah, I will um, be watching, but it's her. great. So, so that's
0: part of it. Um, but also, I'm taking a, a training right now, um, on bivocational ministry. Um, oh. because in no small part, I believe that the future of ordained ministry is going to be bivocational, our churches can't sustain it, um, mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, but in that came a question of like, you know, just the question of what would you do, <laughs> right? What mm-hmm. what would be your thing? Um, and it led me to think of like, what would have happened, what would happen, right? If this, yeah. you know, because yeah. most people in the clergy have a moment, right, that they remember clearly mm-hmm. of being the moment that they decided to go into this thing mm-hmm. um, that we're mm-hmm. all doing. And so that's kind of just, that's really kind of where it came from was those two
1: things uh, that I've been experiencing lately of what if. Gotcha yeah uh, that's a great that's a great introduction to this segment so let's start there what if you weren't a pastor anybody want to start off with that well you know I haven't started off with anything yet have I it's your I guess, turn please. I guess it's my turn you? The, 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 the viking victor has just told the rock and reverend to go <laughs> so, so, rock out. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a very good question because honestly, I've tried different things. I was something else before I became a pastor. Um, I was a computer programmer and then a stay at home dad, not initially by choice, but I would not change it for the world. Um, it's just that I lost my job uh, and didn't have enough experience to get a new job. It was one of those things where I had experience, but just not enough. So you know, how do you get more experience when jobs won't hire you because you don't have the experience? It's it's a really like vicious cycle that it's hard to get out of, and um, people don't realize that. You know, you see people who are unemployed, and you think, oh, what lazy bums! Don't don't assume that because that could be you someday. Just just throwing that out there. Um, anyway, so so I was you know something else besides a pastor um, but religion has always been vital in my life. It's always been front and center. God has always been front and center. Even when I wasn't Christian, I was Wiccan. I was never atheist. I could never be atheist. It's just not who I am. So, um, it, but now on, on the flip, so I can't picture myself doing anything other than what I'm doing is what I'm trying to say. This is what I picture myself doing if I had to be bivocational, and you're right, Blake, I think that is a reality coming in the future. Uh, maybe maybe in our ministry time, maybe in uh, the generations that follow us, but it is in the future, I think in the imminent, immediate future. Yeah. And um, if I had to be vocational, I know what I would do, but I'm not going to share that um, publicly. I will share, you know what I'll do? I'll share it's what an OnlyFans
0: page, isn't it? It I is. Know. I
1: will share what I would do on my OnlyFans <laughs> page. Yes. Yeah, so so you know what? We're gonna go to we're going to we're going to share this on the bonus uh segment uh on Patreon. If you want to hear what I would potentially do right now in the moment as bi vocational, you go there and you'll hear it um, but you'll only hear it if you pay the $5 to hear it. So, uh, we need the support. This is free. We do this for the love of Christ and for the love of you. And, uh, we would love a little love back. So thank you. Um, but yeah, so, uh, that's my shtick. Uh, how about you guys? Um, well,
2: I'm kind of in that, um, and it's, it's interesting because in our presbytery, um, since I came into what was Newton Presbyterian, now Presbyterian of the Highlands, um, you see more and more uh, folks coming in in validated ministries. Um, it used to be I was the only chaplain. Yeah. Um, we now have um, two other folks who are hospice chaplains, one full-time myself full-time and another who is part-time hospice part-time uh in a in a pulpit and he is also a social worker former social worker you broke the Uh, ice i broke the ice i made it i made it okay i normalized it you did um but like todd i have done other things besides ministry um when I worked for a shipping company before I started seminary, went to seminary, uh, couldn't get through the ordination process right away when I graduated seminary. So I had to work. So I was a assistant, assistant store manager at a music store for a couple of years. Um, I was a youth pastor. Um, had I not gone gone into ministry, I would have done probably been a high school history teacher because that's what my degree was in. Um. But now that I'm in hospice uh, work, um, I'm probably going to go back to school to uh,
1: do some sort of counseling. So just the nature of the work I'm doing. So you're going to probably go back to school and do some like pastoral counseling type like social work counseling. Yep. Makes sense. A social work degree for a chaplain would be a, a, um, a real bonus. Yeah. So.
2: Unfortunately, I wish I had thought of that while I was in seminary. Right.
1: It happens. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it's a, sh- I think it's a shorter, uh, I know it is. It's a shorter program than seminary. So
2: much shorter program.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. you will probably fly through that relatively speaking. Okay. How about you, Blake? Uh, well,
0: um, short of, you know, sailing, uh, sailing the seas and pillaging on the, the, the beaches. Um, no, I, you know, it, it's an interesting question because I also can't see myself doing anything else that what I'm doing. Right. Um, yeah. I love what I do, but I also know that, um, the thing that's, that has changed or shifted with me is that I know that churches can't afford it. Right. Right. Um, and yeah. the other part that has honestly been the best part of, this particular thought process for me is that I I don't think we should anymore. Um, I see the way in which professionalized ministry in churches, for lack of a better term, is robbing people of the potential to be disciples of Christ. Yes. Um, Yes. Because pastor does it all means I don't have to. And the stuff that we do as members of the body of Christ is the whole of our discipleship journey. Um, and when the professional comes in and takes it all, or does the catch-all, or do, you know, you know, when projects rise and fall or live and die based on if pastor does it or not, it doesn't allow people to live into their gifts. And it also, you know, one of the things I see as something that could be super positive in it is if I'm part-time in the pulpit at a church, right? Maybe half or three-quarter time, whatever, then whatever it may be, right? But they also see me going and working. And living my faith in my workplace, right? That is, to me, an untapped mission field, because most of our people think that faith life happens in that one hour in the uncomfortable chairs on Sunday morning, and then the rest of my life
1: is the rest of my life. That's Uh, the least of where it happens.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's only one out of how many hours in a week. Right. And so, you know, I see that as a real opportunity. Um, So one of the things they've asked us to do in this training is to think about what you might do as like a side hustle or a gig. This is coming more from an entrepreneurial standpoint, right? Um, You know, I desperately want to live in Alaska. um, And even if that meant part time, uh, I would do it because Alaska is that meaningful to me and to my family. Uh, we lived with our in-laws for five and a half weeks and we were all sad when it was over. That's a pretty good sign that we've got a good
1: good thing going there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure, definitely. Um, yeah, and I, I do agree with you. And Here's something I wanted to say. If you look at it biblically, ministers were bivocational. Paul was bivocational. Uh It was it was the ministry was done for free and the payment came in way of food, shelter, support, blah, blah, blah. But but Paul paid his own way because he 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 also built he made tents. He was a tent maker. You know, Barnabas and uh Barnabas had had did, did what he did. And Priscilla and Aquila. you know, they were tent makers along with Paul. So these people, they weren't just. You know, you know, doing ministry and getting paid to do ministry. No, they were doing ministry because they were called by Christ to do ministry and they paid their way to do it and got support along the way from other Christians. Um, this idea that like it should all fall on the pastor to do all the work and we'll just give him a big fat paycheck and go on our way the rest of the week is really not a biblical model.
0: You know, and this again, you know, this is this is going to come across as like probably greedy or some such, but you know, texts aren't that big and fat. Um, you know, oh. for a for a master's degree, right? Um, yep. The the average salary for a master's degree is sixty nine ca- before benefits. Before. Uh, right. Like that's not it's not what I make. Um, it's not what most of us make, and churches it churches can't make that or can most of our churches are not in a in a financial place to to make a viable go of that mm-hmm. and we have kind of convinced them that they can't function without a full-time pastor and that's to the detriment of the church um, individual churches in the church um right. right yeah for sure but um yeah so in terms of what i would do uh i think It would be, you know, I've thought about things like getting
1: into some kind of a healthcare field, um, like a,
0: um, you know, radiation tech or something like that that provides a service to people, helps people. Um, That was what I was going towards before I decided to go to seminary. Um, I wanted to be a physical therapist, occupational therapist. Um, So my what if moment or the question would be, what if the ladder hit me in the shoulder instead of the head? (laughs)
1: Um,
0: because I think I told that story one of the other times that, you know, what sent me to seminary was a ladder to the head. Um, And, you know, so what if it missed, right? What if it missed me and I carried on, I would have, you know, probably carried on being occupational therapy, physical therapy, may not have gone to seminary. um, But, you know, um, otherwise, you know, this idea of if I have a church, right? And I'm part-time at a church. Something I'd love to do is to try to create a small business. Um, you know, some, I love board games and we had a really great experience at a, a board game bar in Copenhagen on our honeymoon where they have what they call board games on tap. They had something like 200 different games. And then you pay like either a, you can pay like an annual membership where you pay a like per game fee. So they try to get you to give that money up front. Um, but then you come in, hang out, play games. Um, you can put a little thing on your table that says we need players. So you get to meet new people. Um, but you know, I've always thought that that'd be a really great way to build relationship and community, um, and connection. Um, yeah, is through something like that. And I could see that being a huge blessing, not as like this, like evangelism technique for the church, but just a way to get to know our neighbors. Cause honestly, Before we can even think about evangelism, we actually have to, like, know our neighbors a little bit. Um, That's the problem.
1: Evangelism to the church nowadays is we'll hold a service and they'll come to us. And that's not evangelism. That's uh, programmatic. That's not evangelism at all.
0: Right. You know, I've, I've had a growing sense that discipleship is every interaction we have with people as Christians, right? We are discipling them. We are showing them the way of Christ and the way that we interact with others. Yeah. Um, and, you know, being in a place like that with games and, you know, friendship and building relationship that way, it opens the opportunity to talk about the ways that we choose to live our lives. Because that's what you talk about over overboard games. Right. You talk about life. Right. And, um, you know, you could see that as being a really cool thing. Also, if we were in Alaska, I'd like to start like a, um, a wilderness guide company. Um, but kind of focus it in on like, you know, the, the spiritual aspects and how to connect when you're out in wilderness mm. for people that are looking for that. Um, Sounds great, uh, man. So I expect you guys to sign up if it ever comes to fruition. I'll, uh, I'll take you somewhere cool. Oh, please. We will. <laughs> we could do what we could do uh, uh, a recorded uh, recorded in the wilderness uh voice Oddcast. voice voices in the wilderness uh party
1: on john cast be that, great that would be great we you know what we have to do it we have to make that a thing
2: you know we've got the appalachian trail we've got you know alaska we we got we got some options
1: we do have options, and I say uh, we do uh, make it a two-part thing. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. not back, maybe not back to back, but we go out to you, and you come out to us. Sure, I'm I'm game. I'm game. We're gonna work on this. We're gonna make it happen. Cool. Okay, cool. so there's something for you guys to look forward to. Uh, who are listening to this? We're going to be on a road trip sometime. Um, okay, uh, so that's a great. That was a great uh, what if right there. Any other what if questions that we want to answer? I
2: think it wasn't one of the other questions that you proposed,
0: Blake. Was what if you never got into uh, metal? Oh yeah. Yeah, and you know, again, you know, let's you know, looking at can you remember, right? Can you remember the moment or the thing that kind of drove you in that direction, right? Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's an opportunity to tell that story of how you started getting into that kind of music, and then what do you think would happen if, if you didn't? Um, yeah. yeah.
1: I can't say I truly got into metal as much as I am until the late 90s. I mean, yeah, I had my... I listened to Metallica, and... Um, hold on one second. <sighs> Excuse me. I had to sneeze.
0: Bye-bye, Soul.
1: Oh, yeah, soul just went back into the arm. Um, uh, so, house the soul collector, the angel of death? Yes, who drinks his death swirl? I, my, my soul is now in the death swirl. <laughs> okay, so, uh <clears throat> yeah so i you know i listened to obviously growing up i listened to metallica megadeth you know iron maiden those types of metal things and i liked them but you know i liked them the same way i liked um you know guns and roses bon jovi you know i can go down any list of hair metal bands that i liked at that time um and then, you know, 90s hit, Nirvana, grunge, uh, punk, goth, you know, like, well, goth was in the 80s, but that's when I kind of got into it, uh, was in the 90s. So I would say what really, because I was so into goth in the 90s and still am to this day, uh, what really got me into metal was a band called Moonspell. Uh, and I only found them because we were at The Wall. Do you remember The Wall back in the day, guys? Uh the, C, the cd music store no oh i don't know if that one made it to the midwest uh may may not but it God. used to be at the rockaway mall and it was all up and down the east coast i know uh <laughs> the wall and it was a cd store much like fye or something like that so i remember going there and we were i was with one of my uh friends and bandmates and he's like dude look at this this is totally up your alley and it was two wolves going at it and i'm like yeah like look at that fangs out and all i'm like that is totally my thing and i put it in and there was this nice gothic like ding ding ding, ding and it like just like sounded like beautiful like clean guitar and it was going real dark and you knew it was going to be an awesome thing and then all of a sudden it was like da, 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 da. <laughs> And I remember jumping like, oh, my God, what is this? And then just listen to it. And I'm like, I've got to have the CD. I've got to have this. This is like, oh, my God. And I bought that. And uh, I've been a Moonspell fan ever since. I've seen them, uh, met them. I've gotten their... Uh CDs signed and then became a Christian and threw it out because I thought God wanted me to, but that's another story for another day. Oh yeah, uh and I right since on. I since have uh repented of my ways to God and rebought all of those albums, and it's a it's a happy love story, but I don't have their signatures anymore. So <laughs> oh, you know, the things you do as a foolish young Christian, anyway. Yeah. Um uh, so yeah, I mean, like that's where I really got into metal, and then of course, then you know, I started, you know, getting into even heavier stuff. And right around that time, so I probably found them around '96 or '7. I'd say by the early 2000s, I found Demon Hunter, which was a Christian band, uh, uh, and I had come back. Well, mid 2000s, I'd come back to Christianity, and then then I started getting even heavier with my metal. And it just was an evolution from there. But but Moon's spell would be when it really became like a part of who I am as opposed to just something I, I listened to and dug here and there. Um, yeah. And I can't hear you because I just took off my earphones. There we go. Hello, guys. I'm back. So that's my answer. Yeah. Well,
0: I was a, I was a huge... Um, we had we had MTV we had cable when i was growing up right and so music videos were everything yeah um, i remember like you know just sitting there and like with a with a, a tape in the vcr waiting for the videos that we wanted to record and we had just like endless vhs of just music videos that we had recorded um, absolutely yep and
1: mm-hmm. but you know so
0: i was being you know i was a big poison fan bon jovi because that's what it was right like that's why like, i like
1: you like, blake we connect deal,
0: <laughs> right like and but i remember very clearly seeing the video for enter sandman yes like and my eyes just like widened i was like what that was my song.
1: first introduction to metal was Enter Sandman. And yep. then I started diving into Megadeth and, and yep. Iron Maiden. And, and Enter Sandman, I think, caught a lot of people up into yes.
0: metal. So, I mean, it's, it's an iconic song for a reason, yeah. right? And,
1: yeah.
0: And so, but I remember that. And like that started the journey. But not long after that, um, a friend of my mom's who she worked with, he's a Jersey guy, um, hmm. took me to a Kiss concert when I was in fifth grade. And there was all the explosions and crazy set pieces, mm-hmm. and so that kind of pushed it further because I had this other person that like that I respected and looked up to that you know dug the same kind of music. I mean, I wouldn't call Kiss metal; they're rock, right? They're not metal, but right. like still, right. this this.
1: But they had the they persona. Shifted.
0: Yeah, this thing shifted, and then really the 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 nail in the coffin, I think, uh, of my metal fandom and kind of my what if moment was I went to visit my bro- brother at college once, and his roommate, Kurtz was a huge heavy metal guy. And we were just sitting around watching MTV, and it was like Headbangers Ball. Mm-hmm. And I knew all the bands, and this college guy that I was just like, you know, worshiped, was like, holy cow, man, you're pretty cool. You know all these bands. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of like was this like validation that I was doing something right with my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and so that really just kind of kind of started driving it. And then, you know, I got into oh, being in football circles, right? You're in the locker rooms and it's nothing but just the craziest, heaviest stuff you can find. And that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. carried it on.
1: Uh, so uh, that, yeah, I, I would say Headbangers Ball was a big part of my youth. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it. always at night, late, late night, like it was the best. They need to bring that back. Where is that? Yeah, I think
2: uh, that seems to be uh, a common denominator because I, me growing up, you know, my first first time I ever went to Tower Records. Uh, uh, Tower, yeah. And my parents were like, "Okay, you can buy your first cassette." Um, and I I bought Europe Final Countdown because it was had just come on. We had just moved back to the states. It was on heavy rotation on MTV. Mm-hmm. So, like you guys, was into all the hair metal, and because that was was popular. It uh, wasn't until the early '90s. Uh, when I started middle school, started staying up late to watch Headbangers Ball, well.
1: mm-hmm.
2: and started seeing bands like Fate's Warning and uh, Ugly Kid Joe.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. Ugly Kid Joe! Yeah, yeah. Cats uh, in the Cradle.
2: Yeah, Cradle. Uh, stuff like that. Like, of course, Megadeth and Metallica. But uh, and then, actually, my sister um, for a while there, when she was in high school and college, got. Uh, mixed up in the skinhead scene, like the wow. white, white white power.
0: Uh, oh. skinhead. wow!
2: Yeah, so I got I got into like I never went into the that stuff, but I got into the the hardcore like uh, the exploited hardcore punk. Um, it's funny
1: how punk picked up that, like, like punk was so anti that initially anti like government anti like, you you just don't trust anything. And then for that to pick up the skin. It's an odd, it's an odd, but when you think about it, it kind of makes sense marriage. It's weird. Well, you want, I, I wonder, I wonder what direction it went.
0: Yeah, um, I, I honestly, if I had to look at, you know, looking at the tactics that you know white supremacists and those types of groups use, they, they try to use the music of the disaffected and the lonely.
1: Of course, but that's so. not
0: punk. I don't know what is. If that's right? not punk, mm-hmm. yep, yep. If that's and, not and, and metal
1: they, too, So Probably,
0: yeah. I mean, they probably try to utilize that style, knowing who they'd be talking to. Right. Yeah. Um, I think about, I, I think about that a lot. With I have, I have a friend who we had conversations about this when I was in Colorado. you
1: oh, you're fading in and out there. All
0: right. Yeah. Uh, I am. A... Can you hear me?
1: Uh, yes, right now. Okay.
0: Um, but she's you know she's a black woman and. You know, I just I, we I talked about how like if she heard the music I listened to and saw me with a bald head and a beard, right? Mm-hmm. If she didn't really know the words, she it would be it would be so easy to to make the assumption because that was what the music was tailored to me. Yeah, absolutely, you no, know, and so yeah, I I I would like to think it that punk got co opted, not uh, I I agree, that that's exactly.
1: Uh, I agree. That's exactly what happened. It got co-opted by, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's like I said, it's a, it's an odd, strange, like, like Mm -hmm. occurrence. And, and by and large, most punk music is everything against that. Like, but it's, it's weird. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. But it sounds right. And then you start hearing the words and those words, you know, words carry power.
1: Um, Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So, uh, Wow. But yeah, um,
0: if I hadn't heard, I'd probably still be down with some, uh, some, some sick uh, hair, hair bands and uh, you know, pop, pop rock. Uh, yeah, But I, you know, I, I like some of it, but for, you know, I, I feel like metal drove me deeper into the possibilities of the music.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I still like, I mean, I've got Bon Jovi tattooed to me, so I, I still love Bon Jovi and I, I dig like hair metal bands, but but I I feel like metal gave me an expression of my anger, my angst, Mm -hmm. uh, my frustration. It was a way of getting all of that nasty stuff out of me in a constructive and healthy way uh, that like nothing else did. Nothing else was able to do that for me. Um, And, and I, and I've heard a lot of people and I've actually used metal as a form of ministry. There are people who have Mm -hmm. anxiety or anger who have, uh, parent issues or have whatever whatever the case may be and the, and I, i'll be like hey have you checked out this song and they listen to it and they come back and they're like where'd you get this i want more mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's because it speaks to their soul you know it, it, it's yeah. it's it's healing it really mm-hmm. is so i yeah. i find metal to be one of the most healing musics mm-hmm. oh yeah i <clears throat> i've
2: used more metal and metal core and on uh days where i have really rough pastoral visits and it helps your process
1: and Mm -hmm. and again it's rhythmic it's same thing with dance i mean try try dancing and then walk away and be depressed you can't it's impossible (laughs) so so there's something to be said about getting that energy out of you you know like Mm -hmm. there's something to be said about that and it it, uh nothing does it like metal nothing does it like dance they're just the opposite side of it uh and it you know any any rhythmic music i'm down with i love Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm more of a metal guy, obviously. <clears throat> I don't know what sure. would make you think that, right? I can't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just, for some reason, I feel like I have to say, like the um, the, the the one of the other songs that really turned me over was mm. um, "Epic" by Faith No More. Mm. Oh yeah, like because yep. that one, that one came. I remember watching that in my. I can I can envision the scene like our brown couch in our house where I grew up and that song came on and it was so different from everything else that was happening. And I was just like,
1: what is this? There's (laughs) another metal band that is often not attributed to metal. They're more attributed to grunge, but if you really listen to them, they're definitely metal. And there was a whole article on this, but Alice in Chains. Yes. And down in a hole, (sighs) It could be a theme song for me at any given point in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody knows Rooster, down and a lot of people know Down in a Hole too, but like that song Down in a Hole and that that album by Allison Chains, uh just just a phenomenal album, which shows also that metal doesn't have to be in your face for it to be metal. Yeah. Uh, but there is no doubt Jerry Cantrell and uh Lane uh Lane Asali, uh, we're just, just brilliant, brilliant uh, duo together. And the music that came from them is just unbelievable.
0: Yeah. I, I, uh, I go back and forth on whether Lane Staley is the uh, second or third best lead vocals to ever.
1: I'm, to with, ever you. Do it. I'm um, with you. I'm I give, with you. I give, I
0: give number one to Cornell because Cornell was just otherworldly. I was going to
1: say the other one in that metal grunge mix is Soundgarden Cornell. Yeah. He's the other yeah,
0: one. That first, that, that first album, I'm a sound i Soundgarden. I had never really given it a listen until he died. It yeah. is phenomenal. Unbelievable. And it's so different, right? Like, you know, everybody talks about the grunge scene with Pearl Jam yeah. and Nirvana. Yeah. But honestly, musically, they were like three and four out of those bands to <laughs> me, right? Like Alice in Chains and, and Soundgarden were better bands. I think they were Pearl Jam famous. and Nirvana were more impactful.
1: Yeah, they were better um, bands. I would, I would. They were better bands. I would say that Nirvana came on, or Pearl Jam came on the tailcoat. Uh, well, all of these bands came on the kind of tailcoats of Nirvana, though. Alice and Chains had been around around the same time. They formed around the same time, anyway. They but yep. the success of Pearl Jam definitely came on the tails of of Nirvana, and Pearl Jam was grunge for a while. But the I wouldn't even count them a grunge band really. They're kind of like an, a protest band in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, uh, Nirvana. I think what made Nirvana happen was that Kurt was one of those rare personalities, as was Lane Staley, uh, and as was Cornell. Though <laughs> it took Cornell a little longer, but uh, the the Kurt was one of those rare personalities that came on the scene, lit stuff up and then disappeared about as quickly as he came on. Mm -hmm. And that just made him legendary that in a way that those other bands, you know, as talented and um, uh, as talented as they are, they're going to always be underappreciated to a band like, you know, Nirvana, the doors too. think about how many great bands were out there. And the doors were great. There's no doubt, there's no taking away the iconic nature of Nirvana or the doors or bands like that. But there were so many other great bands out there. It's just that <laughs> the circumstances oh, made them it, the it, icons.
2: It's something, it's something about the uh, the 27 club. Uh, yeah, you know, right. Goplin, right. Uh, Morton, uh Hendrix who this meteoric rise and then 27. Is, yep. They're they're mm. gone. Um yeah, yeah I remember seventh or eighth grade um, <clears throat> there was a band that came and played at our middle school and they played epic by faith no more and myself and a friend who I ended up going to the eighth grade dance with we uh were head banging in the middle of the auditorium and like we were looked at like we had you know snakes coming out of our heads and we're <laughs> like Wh- whatever this is this is how the music connects to us
1: so yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where where would it be without that mid '90s uh, metal man. I, I, yeah. And and there isn't metal from any genre from any era that I don't like. Even modern metal, there's some there's some metal that I'm like, oh come on, this is sellout. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of good stuff out there. Metal is one of the few genres that's actually producing legitimate music nowadays. <laughs> like right. it's not a lot of it's still not cookie cutter stuff because metal. I don't think will. Yeah, you'll always have those bands that sell out, but metal by and large is one of those genres that's just not never going to sell out. It's just not. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah, we yeah. can talk about five-finger death punch or whatever, but. <laughs> right. Well, one
0: of the things, you know, coming back to what we all do for a living, uh, one of the things that, I, that I, I dig about metal is that it has continued to change. Uh, right um and that, that the bands that have persisted that have made it um they don't keep the same sound forever they change no, they move right. and there's a lesson there for the church absolutely uh, that that you know staying fresh is really important uh and and finding new ways to express the same truth right because you know the you know a lot of the, like the uh a lot of the the songs right are are talking about Common themes or different stuff, but they're doing it in a new way that allows it to be fresh again, which I think is really important.
2: Well, they're and they're talking about uh, like things that happen in life and things that you know. If you if you look at a lot of the early, even Megadeth, Metallica, they're they're singing about stuff that affected them. Yeah, Uh, it's some of it's protest music, like peace sells, but who's buying? But a lot Mm -hmm. of it is just dealing with emotions yeah. Um, so it connects on that very raw uh that's why i think it helps me at least when i have rough days to put on some metalcore and process my emotions because it that's some of the most engaged emotionally that i get during the day
0: yeah
2: but, yeah so um so yeah, i think if if i had not and you know, even those there was some stuff that you introduced me to uh, Blake in seminary. And I was like mm-hmm. mind blown. What like what is this stuff? And it took me a couple of years to like, okay. Um, because you introduced me to some harder stuff that I oh, yeah. had not been into. Um, but it was legit. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, I think that's part of it too. You know, I, I think about, you know, one of the stories that we're all telling, right. Is the way that we were effectively discipled into, into our music fandom. Right. Yep. Um, that, you know, we, we had a, a, a desire to listen to new music to hear more because we liked what we liked, but it was people that heard other things that said, Hey, you know, check this out. Right. And, and that's, again, I think that's a really important model for the church. Yep. Um, that, that it doesn't have to only be expressed in one way. Like one of the things I think is funny and I mean, Slayer is good enough. Right. But like Slayer fans, in my experience seem to only like Slayer. They do not like much else. If it's not Slayer, they're not down with it. Um, And, you know, that's pretty myopic and, and, you know, it's Slayer or nothing is not a really great way to live. Cause like, I mean, Oh, Slayer's, no. like I said, Slayer's fine, but not the only music I would ever listen to ever again. Um, you know, and one of the things I see in churches, especially a lot of the churches that I've served, uh, is they're like, they're Slayer fans. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is how you do church. There is no other way. And to nope. to even suggest so is, you know, tantamount to heresy. Yeah. Um, And it's just not, it's not healthy. It's not, it's not the way that the faith was meant to be lived. No,
2: that's, but you're right. I mean, even, you know, going back to being introduced to harder music by my sister in her, in her skinhead days, uh, it wasn't that I was put into that. Okay. This is what I, what I think and agree with, but it's, it's that, that community that looking for belonging, Mm -hmm. which I think is very much part of the metal scene. um, Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I appreciate about like a band like Phineas, who are Christians in New Metal Core, and you know, they're very much about the scene and how um how like you're saying like the church, the church gets very myopic and says this is how we do it, this is how we worship. And uh the metal scene says no, this is this is a the scene is not one set way of doing things. This is this is coming together as a
1: community, looking
2: to disciple each other.
1: Correct. Yeah. And, um, Phineas is definitely, uh, like Demon Hunter, one of a, one of the POJ cast, uh, favorites for sure. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Did I Sal? did I introduce you to Phineas or did you find them on your own?
2: Uh, I found them on my own, but I think it was, I think, were you into for today a lot?
0: Huge, big time into four today. I really wish they that Maddie hadn't gone crazy. Um, <laughs> you uh
2: you you had introduced me to for today and when i was working at the uh the music store i became the resident christian slash metal
1: that yeah what, so, what what how did he go crazy because the guy from um oh uh as i lay dying uh went went notoriously crazy too no maddie went like super
0: duper crazy mega fundy Uh, oh oh okay and i mean like like
1: he didn't plot his wife's death or anything like no uh, no no no. good
0: like he's been (laughs) he started a church in tennessee and they you know like were intentionally having houses house packed worship services no masks celebrating the no masks and like Uh, he did a blessing of the guns uh, okay like well, I honestly I I have not listened to four today in probably 3 or 4 years just because he went so crazy it's yeah. hard for me to do it. can't um, support it. Yeah. Like and it makes me sad because their music was really foundational in in some of the bigger moments of my faith journey but like well, yeah.
1: he, he just he went so crazy I just can't do it. Um yeah, he, you know, he he went crazy and almost a it's hard to say plotting your death's wife, is it? I think it was his wife's death, it was his he wife's was, death, yeah, 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 that yeah, that he was fired, hit on. man. I mean, that's awful, that's awful, but that's like sinful humanity, broken, awful, not like hey, we're saved and we're just gonna use Christ yeah. to abuse, twi- you, yeah, awful. Twi- twisting the gospel, <laughs> right? right. That, that I thing. almost. Right. I, I almost have a little, a little more. I, I almost have a little more sympathy, I guess, for the broken human being who just needs help versus the jerk who thinks that he's God. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, if, if, you're, if you're planning someone else's murder, you're you're kind of thinking you're God too, but it's a different, yeah. different kind of thing. Yeah. That
2: gets that gets into. I don't know if you guys are listening to the uh, "Who Killed Mars Hill" podcast. I
0: have not. I haven't heard it. No,
2: but
1: yeah. I don't
2: know. It's very much uh, along that. It sounds like Maddie from Ford today has kind of gone that way, like Like very much like Mark Driscoll, the spiritual abuse route. Well,
0: it's toxic masculinity with
1: Jesus clothing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what it Um, is. It's like that, Rob Ron Luce, you know, that guy, too. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, well, I guess I—I yeah. I guess I couldn't—I couldn't fit into Ron Luce's club because I'd have to cut off my skin in order to unbrand myself. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, this seems like a good place for us to end the podcast and hop on over to Patreon. What do you guys think? Did you did
0: you want to talk about the uh, the the shithouse theology, or do you think we've done enough?
1: I think we'll do shithouse theology over at Patreon, and I'll reveal what I would do uh, as oh. a vocation. So, if you're really curious to know what the crazy rock and reverend uh, will do, uh, then join him, join the Viking vicar, and join the angel of death on over at Patreon. Uh, in the meantime, friends, be excellent to each other. Check out those episode notes. Click on the links. Be excellent to each other, and don't be a moose. Don't I be eat. a moose. Don't be a, moose. <laughs> don't be a jerk. Don't be a grandiose jerk, isn't Maximus. Jerkis giganticus. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, peace out, y'all.